Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome to Tiger Talk. I'm your host, Taylor Davis, joined by Jason Campbell, as always. And today we're just going to talk about some different Auburn storylines that are still happening as we all await the bowl game January 1st. A lot to break down, though. Some uh, Auburn starters that have announced they will be playing in the Outback Bowl. Some awards that have been announced for our guys. Practice for the bowl game. We're going to talk about the playoff. We're breaking it all down for you. And we have a very special guest joining us at the end of the show. We are so excited. We are going to be joined by Derek Brown, you know, the big guy making all the moves this year on the field. We're so excited to talk to him. But before we break down all those storylines for you, I want to once again talk to you guys about the very important topic of sleep. You know, we talked about it last week, and I I think a lot of you, I think it resonated with you. So we're going to go through that again. Listen, we all need eight hours of sleep. I, for one, am noticing without my eight hours of sleep, I'm starting to get sick. I am, uh, you know, a little lethargic at my job, and that will just not cut it. And one of sleep's biggest problems is temperature. It's tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot or if you're too cold. So the solution to that is the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. So if you like the bed cool or if you like it warm, you can have both. And it's crazy comfortable because we all need that as well. You will sleep longer and sleep deeper and you're going to wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. So you can try the pod for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, they're going to refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. So I It couldn't be easier, really. But they have already sold out of their first two batches, so they are going fast. You're going to want to act on this really quickly. And our listeners, for a limited time, are going to get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That is the number 8 spelled out, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash pro. You're going to love it. So go ahead and treat yourself. Merry Christmas, you know? All right, Jason. I'm going to stop rambling now. Catch catch me up. How was your weekend without football? It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, my weekend without football was like this. It was ho, 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 everybody. <laughs> the reason I say that is because oh my God. I feel like Santa Claus. And the reason I You're feel buying like all Santa the gifts. Claus, I'm buying gifts. I'm honored. I'm blessed to be able to buy gifts. <laughs> but we have one of the biggest gifts today, Taylor, and the opportunity to have Derek Brown to join our show later. It's a big Christmas gift. And so I feel like Santa Claus. You are absolutely right. That is such a Christmas gift for us here on Tiger Talk to talk to the big guy. Christmas is quickly approaching. So I guess just a quick housekeeping note. We will take next week off for the Christmas holiday. Everyone go eat, drink, be merry, enjoy some time with your family. We will not be doing a podcast episode next week. And then we will resume the week after Christmas, start the new year off with Jason and I. Super exciting time. And December is kind of a weird time for football, you know, with Mm -hmm. uh, the regular season kind of 
wrapped up and everyone knows what bowl they're going to and what still lies ahead for them. But there's kind of this lull in between, like several weeks of of practice, but you can't go too hard too soon. And you're all these awards and every the hoopla that surrounds December. Give me kind of the player's perspective on, on this time of year and what it's like to kind of still be in season mode, even though you have, you know, a few weeks before your next game. Yeah, it's a different time of the year. Um, when the season's over, the first thing we usually do is take a week off. I think uh, most colleges around the around the U.S. all take that week off. I think it's mandatory. And then once mm-hmm. you figure out, like, and watch all the SEC championship games or watch all the conference championship games, and then once those are over with, you have about three to four more days of off period. And then every team begins practice. Now, if your bowl game is a lot earlier than some, then you probably didn't get that week off immediately after the season. You probably already started prepping. And even though you didn't know who you were going to be playing. Now, this is a critical part of the year if you're a team that's not going to the playoffs. The reason I say that is this is an opportunity where you get more practice time, you get longer days because school is out for the most part. Mm. And you're trying to find out who's coming back next year. So let's start to have a little small scrimmages. You know, let's get some of these guys in there, see how they react to and, and see how far they've grown this year from having the opportunity to, to be around the team. So you're basically half the practice is prepping for your next year's team. And the other half is prepping for the bowl game. And hmm. the teams are in the playoffs. It's just like uh, for them, it's, it's the same every day, you know, it's just like, right. okay, they just continue to do what they've been doing to get to this point because they're still in a certain routine to try to win a championship now. So things change a little bit, but at the same time, there's two different variations of it. But kids also understand that bowl time means they get a little bit of money. And what I mean by that <laughs> is everyone gets that stipend for the bowl game. And everyone will know how much we're going to get, what are we getting? Cause each bowl gives everyone a gift. And uh, mm-hmm. so you get the gift and, and everything. So, and then they get a chance to go home for Christmas. Uh, the coaches are used to give them about three, three days at home for Christmas. And then the day after Christmas, they'll travel to their designated, designated place to prepare for a bowl game. If you play on the new year's day bowl, or you play on the 31st or after the new year's, if you play before, before that, then unfortunately you probably don't get a chance to go home for Christmas, but hopefully I think most coaches still get players Christmas day off. So Auburn is back practicing this week. And I saw that they were in implementing some, some time in practice where the seniors are not playing and they're kind of getting a jump start at what 2020 is going to look like, even though they're still preparing for that bowl game. So that's an interesting balance, like I said, to kind of utilize this time to look that far ahead, but also at the game that's upcoming. So obviously, you know, we talked about it last week, the Outback Bowl will be where the Tigers conclude their season. Not necessarily, you know, the the magnitude of what everyone was wanting, but still a very reputable bowl and a very reputable matchup. So then the debate goes to what seniors are going to play and which ones are going to elect to sit out. And, you know, last week I was saying how I, I respect the guys that opt to not play because of, you know, the potential to get injured right here before the NFL draft. But let me just say, I really respect the guys that say, <laughs> you know what? I love my team and I love my school and I'm going to see this thing all the way through. And it just is such a testament to Derek Brown's character that he has announced he will be playing in the Outback Bowl. And so will his brother and teammate and friend, Marlon Davidson. I mean, 
as if we didn't have enough good things to say about these two, and now they are going to finish the season out regardless what the bowl is and that it's not the playoff or yada, yada, yada. They don't care. They they play the game for the logo on their jersey, and, and that's going to be how they finish this next to their teammates. I just – I have so much respect for them and for their decision to do this. Uh, are you – are you surprised at all? I mean, did you think there was a possibility that they weren't going to play? I'm really not surprised just because the two guys that we we're talking about, uh, you know, yeah. they always put the team first. They always put uh, themselves last. So, you know, if it was, uh, you know, some rock star type guys with that type of mindset, then, you know, it would surprise me, but not from these two guys. These are two Auburn men. Um, their definition of what Auburn men stand for, you know, high character guys, know hard workers and uh, and it's just a testament to to them I think to tell their teammates like hey we want to leave here just like we started we started with y'all we want to leave with y'all and at the same time we want to show the guys that are coming behind us the type of mindset that it takes to reach the national level that these guys have reached you know Derrick Brown has been up for almost every award in America uh you know Harlan Davidson has made first team all SEC and these guys are just, um, you know, they're outstanding guys. They're fun. They're fun to be around. You know, when I'm around them, I joke with them a little bit. And uh, and I enjoy, you know, they're, they're big, but they're like two big kids, you know, just want to have fun <laughs> and, just, and just enjoy life. You know, I can you can sit in the living room and just talk to them for hours because that's that's their type of, that's, how, that's who they are. And, you know, so kudos yeah. to their parents and their family and to the Auburn, you know, coaching staff for, for these type of men. And that's kudos to Coach Gardner. You know, these are mm-hmm. these are kind of like his babies away from home. You know, yeah. he has all girls, <laughs> you know, at home, his <laughs> wife. So, you know, he look at these guys like these are my boys. And, uh, you know, those guys love him. And like I say, every person I've known that's played for Coach Gardner, whether it's from Georgia, whether it's from, from Auburn, guys that he's coached that I'm really close with, they all speak very high of him and uh, have much respect. And I think that's a big reason why they want to play too is for him. I love that. I mean, it's got to start somewhere, right? And and you mm-hmm. always look to, it's not just Coach Malzahn. Like, there are so many staffers that don't necessarily get all the recognition or the accolades, or we don't talk about them during the broadcast as much. But that's what's spreading into these players. Like we've said so many times, these are 18 to 22-year-old kids. They've got to have guys on that staff that are helping mold them into men. And I just think Derek and Marlon are such great examples of what we always talk about, and that is that Auburn helps you prepare for not just football, but for life and what you're going to do after and, and who you're going to be after. And I think this is just a telltale sign of, of what they're developing in their players. Um, I think Derek, he, he posted an Instagram, um, a video to his Instagram announcing that he was going to play. And this is what he came back for. You know, obviously we all wanted it to be, a playoff run, a national championship run. But listen, that was going to be a difficult thing to accomplish from the jump. You're you're starting a true freshman quarterback. I don't care how great he is. That is going to come with some growing pains. You've got one of the toughest schedules in the entire country. And we're seeing there are teams in the SEC that have finally reached prominence that they have been building toward over the past few years. The LSUs, the Floridas, like we saw some different contests this year. So that was going to be a tough 
feat in and of itself to make the kind of run that we all were hopeful for, but that doesn't take away from what they have accomplished here. And I love that Derek said that, like he didn't just come back for the heck of it. Like this is a guy with, with goals and those aren't just personal goals. Obviously he's going to do great things at the next level. And that time is about to come, but what he came back to do along with his teammates, it includes postseason. And and so I'm so glad we're going to get to see him suit up and, and finish the season the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you spoke on something, um, like his draft status is playing for next year. He's going to get a chance to do that. But guess what? His draft status just improved because yeah. a lot of these scouts are going to look at him and say, him and Marlon, they're going to say, these guys are not even playing for the playoffs and they choosing to go out there and lay their bodies on the line and everything, where a lot of guys will not do that. So if I'm a so scout true. and I'm looking at that, I'm just like, this is the type of guys I want. I want high character guys and me second type guys. And uh, if mm-hmm. they did choose to have to sit out this game, nobody would fight them or argue about it. But right. it's just the opportunity. It's just the, the way that they went about it. It just shows you more of who they are. And uh, the heart is something you cannot see, you know, mm. from the outside. You know, you have to, you know, it's something you cannot, you know, you don't, you can't see it, but you can also you can look at the person and once you look at the person, see how they walk, how they carry themselves, how they talk. And that can show you where their heart is. And, and through that, I have utmost respect for them. You know, as someone that's played there and played at Auburn, you know, to be proud to call these guys another brother that's, uh, that's come through the, the same program that we went through. And like I said, and for us, the season went, yes, we had a tough schedule, you know, very tough schedule, but they approached every game. There's not one game. I can't remember that I can say, Oh, they didn't fight or give it their all. You know, every right. every time, every game they played in, they fought, they left it all on the field. And uh, if they made a mistake, they made it going 100 miles per hour and going as fast as they could, and and everything. And and sometimes the ball just don't bounce your way, and mm-hmm. you know you you walk away, but you walk away knowing that you know I'm stronger than I was before. Even though it didn't bounce my way this time, I just got to keep sawing wood. And the more I keep sawing eventually, you know, our breaks are going to come. And, you know, we saw that in the Alabama game where, you know, some things went our way. You know, it's kind of been going against us to, for most of the year. Finally yeah. went our way in that big game. And a uh, big part of the reason we was able to pull that game out and win it. So, you know, kudos to, to everyone and the staff in this year. Like I said, winning 10 games this year with a true freshman quarterback, I think would be a remarkable defeat. Uh, based off who we had to play this year. So this is a mm-hmm. big game for Auburn. And, you know, Coach Mazan talks of it uh, about getting to that 10th win and uh, programming this program in the right place because the early signing period is this week. And then, you know, you got the next one in February. So guys are watching mm-hmm. this. And uh, so this is going to be big. I totally agree with you. And that that's a good point that you bring up about this actually adding to their draft stock because there are intangibles that are taken into play. The, these NFL teams don't want to take on any more headaches. Look, we see them across the league right now, okay? They are just – they're showing to be a problem on the field too. And so you don't want to take on any of that knowingly in a high draft pick. And so when you know that you're going to get – a guy that's going to play lights out for you on the field, but he is also a solid man of character. No wonder it's going to be a top 10 pick. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it's just a no brainer to me. These guys just get it. And and I'm very excited that they're going to play in the bowl game. I saw Marlon Davidson say today that uh, 
you know, Minnesota's probably not going to like it very much, but he's going to play next to Derek one more time. And I thought that was the perfect way to put it. It definitely makes you feel better about the matchup because like we said last week, Minnesota is not an easy team. This is going to be a hard fought game. And I'm glad that those two guys will be out there. I do want to mention, like you said, Derek Brown has been nominated for quite possibly every award uh, that he could have been nominated for. Just another award that caught my eye. Obviously, a lot of these guys have been recognized since the season ended. Jeremiah Denson, uh, KJ Britt, like several of these guys, obviously Derek and Marlon have racked up several. But Bo Nix was chosen as the SEC Freshman of the Year. What do you think this award says about him? Well, I think it's two things. Uh, The first one is I think he got the award because – they looked at our schedule. And when they look at okay. our schedule, they see the games that he had to play, and then they see how he improved down the season. Like you yeah. say, yes, he had some really some really rough games uh, there in the middle, but then at mm-hmm. the end of the year, he was playing better football. And uh, and I think a lot of that is when they look at the uh, for these awards, did a guy progress or did he regress? And oh, yeah. Bo, they looked at, okay, this is a guy that's progressing, and, uh, and he's getting better. And at the same time, you know, he made some critical throws in the Alabama game that was crucial for us to have opportunity to win that ball game. And a lot of it is um, him heading to next season. Uh, I was watching something the other day on TV, and they was putting him and, you know, the kid from from uh, from Ohio State and uh, someone else were, like, projected to be, like, in the top five finalists for the Heisman. And uh, I was just like, what? Whoa. You know, so. Oh, my goodness. I was just like, wow, you know, so. It just goes sometimes, I think, with playing a position and him coming out as uh, one of the highly talented quarterbacks as a five-star uh, last year in that recruiting class and then playing this year. Um, like I said, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on that young man. Uh, I want to see him just continue to improve one game at a time. And like you say, you know, I'm pretty sure his dad is telling him the same thing. Don't get caught up in all the attention or accolades because, you know, you beat Alabama at the end of the year the way we did. The whole country was watching. You know, I go play yeah. some of the story people highlight, man, that Alabama game was special. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was, you know? So it was exciting. You get recognized because Auburn plays a lot of national TV games. And yeah. uh, I think a lot of it for us, the number two part of the question, I mean, number two answer of my question is, it's based off two of what they think is to come. Yeah. You know, uh, I think they think Bo is going to be a really great quarterback. Uh, they're looking at next year already, him being – going through the tough schedule that he went through this year, they feel like that's going to prep him to move forward um, because mm-hmm. he's not going to have that same kind of schedule next year. So, yeah. and then they're looking at Chad Morris, the higher Chad Morris, mm-hmm. um, him and Gus working together, you know, all the things they seen Chad do when he was at Clemson, you know, they probably going to see some of those things come to Auburn. And then they start to think, okay, he's going to bring in some recruits because he brought in Deshaun Watson to Clemson and Boyd to Clemson. So they know he's going to bring in some guys to Auburn and uh, they're going to surround Bo with the right type of people and the right type of players, which is going to put him in the opportunity to receive more awards as he continue to play. So a lot of it is based on what's yet to come. Well, that's exciting. You love to hear that. I, I totally agree with you. I think that uh, the, the cards kind of stack in his, in his favor to kind of have this as his first season. I mean, this is 
about of tough as tough of matchups as you're going to face and you did that your first time out along with the nerves and the questions and everything that plague a true freshman quarterback so you've got all of that behind you you've got a guy like Chad Morris that is going to be devoted to helping you develop and you're returning a lot of your weapons that you've really developed chemistry with this year so offensively I, I think that's great which also brings us to like you mentioned Early signing period begins tomorrow, actually. So some guys, obviously National Signing Day is in February, but the early signing period, recruits are able to sign national letters of intent to the college of their choice, which locks them into that school. So signing the letter of intent prevents other colleges from communicating with them and basically shuts down the prospects recruiting recruiting process. So some of these guys are opting to go ahead and do that earlier than February. Um, mm-hmm. There there have been some storylines surrounding different, you know, recruits that have already committed or expecting to sign that letter of intent tomorrow. There are some guys that are debating between, you know, us, Ole Miss, Alabama, what have you. Um, what would you say or have you heard any kind of perspective from Auburn? What do you think is maybe a, a, a position that they're really keyed in on to make sure that this recruiting class has a lot of, what do you think this team is going to need a lot of? Well, there's two areas where you win the football games week in and week out, and that's up front, offensive, yeah. line, offensive line and uh, defensive line. And I think going into this recruiting class, because we have all most of all our receivers coming back except for like one or two guys, I think Stove and Haston. But the rest of the guys mm-hmm. pretty much coming back. And when you look at our offensive line, all five of those guys were seniors. So you're basically mm-hmm. depleting the whole offensive line and you're starting fresh. So – of course, we got to go out and get some highly talented young freshman, I mean, young high school um, offensive linemen. But it's critical for me to see how many JUCO offensive linemen do we pick up? Because in that position, you need guys that can come in and step in and play right away. And usually we go out and get JUCO guys when you're going through a phase where you just lost the whole group. So if we can get two to three guys in JUCO that are highly touted recruits for offensive line, that would be huge and beneficial to our offense next year. The other position is the running back position. The reason I say that is we got the five-star recruit out of LaGrange who right now is committed to Auburn, but uh, it, it's a fight right now. Georgia's pushing really hard to try to, to try to get in on him, and we're trying to keep him. So if we can get him, I can't remember the last time we had a five-star running back to to come to Auburn. Um, might have to go all the way back to – you know, Cadillac Williams, who won freshman of the year as well in the SEC his year. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be a huge, huge um, benefit for us. And then defensive line, who's going to replace Marlon? Who's going to replace Derrick Brown? So, again, yeah. there are some big guys out there we can go and get. But who are guys that can come in and fill in now? And who and who's already on the roster as a red shirt that we know nothing about right now? And that's so the true. other thing. Now, there are some guys that's red shirt that we know nothing about and could be game ready to step in at the beginning of next year. So we've had um, top 10 recruiting classes for the last seven years. So we've already we may already have some guys on campus. We just haven't seen them yet. They give them the opportunity. So I just say add depth to those positions because those are two positions in the trenches. And who's going to replace Jeremiah Denson is my other question at safety. Mm-hmm. 
No, I totally agree with you. And I think that's kind of where you want to invest in because the trenches matter more than anywhere, especially if you know where you are in so many positions on our, on the field. Like we've mentioned quarterback and running back, like you kind of know what you've got in a lot of those. So add some depth, invest in the lines and and just build some, some structure around this thing. And I think you're in really good shape, but it's certainly exciting to, to already get the opportunity to kind of look ahead and learn about some of these young bucks, because while you don't expect them to contribute right away, it's certainly not out of the question. So, I mean, we could start becoming familiar with guys that are going to touch the field come September. So Mm -hmm. that's exciting that all of that kind of gets going tomorrow. Well, like we said, the, uh, the playoff is just a few weeks away. And so I want to get Jason's input on, uh, on those matchups and how the final four ended up at the end of the season. But before I do that, I want to make sure and remind you guys, we talked about this last week, my bookie, this is an exciting time for sports Sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual threat quarterback. That seems like an understatement. This guy is like a video game in real life. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were at 50 to 1 to begin the season and have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Then on the 14th, you've got one of the most stacked UFC cards that there's been in a really long time. There's three championship fights, all very anticipated, and they're right in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas. How convenient. Without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action, and we have the best place for you to go, my bookie. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. And my bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, my bookie is going to match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. So if you deposit $2,000, you're going to get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV, which is an abbreviation of believe, just to clarify, uh, to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, and get paid. Okay, so the playoff, the final rankings are LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Do you agree with these rankings and which game are you most excited to see? Yeah, I agree with it. I think they got it right. Uh, LSU, LSU should be one. They played the tougher schedule. Uh, they deserve to be one. Um, like I said, Ohio State is a really good football team as well. They're very talented, you know, offensively and defensively. But I, when I think over this whole thing, I think the most scariest team out of all of them is Clemson. And the reason I say that is because Davo has been playing the uh, poor mouthing a little bit, you know, on, on purpose in public. And he's trying to send a message to his team. Uh, it's not a message for the public when he says these things. That's He knows it's going to get back to his team. He wanted to get back to his 18 to 22-year-old kids to motivate them to know, like, hey, we get to the playoffs, we're trying to make a statement and let people know that we have not, you know, been forgotten. And uh, and we're gonna make some noise. So that's his whole his whole speech. And I think the Clemson and Ohio State game is gonna be a dynamic game because it's gonna be great offense, 
versus a great defense. But at the same time, both of these teams can play really good defense as well. So it's going to be an intriguing game. And then the LSU Oklahoma game, Jalen Hurts coming back to this part of the country. Um, we're going to have a lot of gonna have a lot of fan base there watching him. LSU just left Atlanta, so they already probably got they'll be back. And um, this makes it an intriguing game because. Joe Burrow's played in this stadium now. Jalen Hurts has played in this stadium three times now. So it makes it a very intriguing matchup. Uh, a lot of great quarterback play in all of these in both of these games. Um, and that's going and that's what makes this playoff is really exciting. Is um it, you just don't know. Like you can flip a coin and see who's gonna win. Like I can't just tell you, okay, LSU gonna go out here and pound Oklahoma by 10, 15. Like, yeah, they could, but at the same time, Oklahoma offense is so dynamic that they can cause problems too so it's gonna be very intriguing and interesting i'm excited to see it uh hopefully i can maybe able to go to the lsu oklahoma game since it's in atlanta uh so you know just to just to be in the atmosphere and just to feel it because i love football i love watching good football no matter who's i love watching football i'm an auburn guy through and through but i want to go watch football games sometimes yeah i'm with you and i think that's what both of these games are guaranteed to be great football i think the committee got it right, and it all played itself out. It was interesting, like, for people who want the playoff expanded to eight teams, the conference championships kind of served as a round of playoffs. Like, Utah got eliminated, Georgia got eliminated, Baylor got eliminated. Like, teams that were on the cusp had to play each other and fight for that spot. So I think this season validated the college football playoff, you know, when you get into a situation where it's Bama and Clemson in the national championship several years, you start wondering, okay, how's this result any different than the BCS? But this year is a showcase of this being a great system. These four teams are the top four teams. I don't think these playoff games will be blowouts either. I think they'll be accurate tests and tests that these teams would not have had to go through without the playoff. I think LSU-Oklahoma is an interesting matchup because – Jalen Hurts is very familiar with LSU. This is a team he's played a lot. And yes, there's new personnel, but there's familiarity. And he knows how to exploit their defense. He he knows the holes in the secondary. So that one's going to be interesting to me. And then Ohio State and Clemson could be interesting. Clemson has kind of slid by this season under the radar. Like one close call with UNC and everybody just wrote Clemson off. But that's almost a benefit for them. Like they haven't had to carry all that weight of expectation and they're playing some of the best football in the country. Like no, the ACC is not stacked and they haven't had a ton of really tough tests, but they're putting up the amount of points that they should put on weaker opponents. So that's not a team that anyone should be sleeping on. If I had to guess, I'd say it'd be an LSU Clemson national championship tigers going head to head in new Orleans and Man, that would be some good football. Oh, yeah. And it'll be in New Orleans. So LSU will have pretty much home field advantage because you do not want to play them in New Orleans in the Superdome. Uh, it'll be rocking. But the team that can do it, I think uh, Clemson is more more proven with Dabo as their head coach to, to be able to face a team like LSU in a national championship game because he's been in the last two. So it wouldn't be an issue for him and his team going into that kind of environment. You're right. LSU is playing great football right now. Oklahoma, Ohio State, they have the talent, but well, I think it's about time been there before, and there's certainly and value to that. Our very so guest, it'll be awesome Brown, to see like how it all really plays talked out. about. Majority of the episode today, this guy, I mean, there's just 
there's not enough good things that you can say about him. He's he's certainly a special guy. He's going to go down in Auburn football history as one of the greats. Um, so we're super excited. I know you get to interact with him a, a good bit, Jason. Before we bring him on, what's what's something that you've learned about him since interacting with him that maybe not a lot of people know? Uh, I'll probably say his quiet his quiet strongness. And the reason I say yeah. that is he's very quiet in a way, but he's so strong at the same time. And sure. What I mean by that, when you walk by him, you're going to notice him, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but he's one of those guys that can walk by you and you won't hear him because hmm. he's not so loud. You know, he, you know, he's kind of like a, you know how people say finding something great is like finding a needle in a haystack. Yep. But he's one of those that Auburn found in a haystack because this guy is not a guy that comes around so often, you know, you get yeah, one yeah. of these type of guys in a generation and, uh, and he's one of those type of players and, you know, he, he's made a stamp on his name here at Auburn and it's going to be a name long, known for a long time. And uh, I would try, I, I would definitely say he's very quiet, but at the same time he walks with a lot of power and, uh, and he, he's one of those type of players. And I look forward to hearing what he has to say and, you know, kudos to him again for playing in this bowl game and uh, Auburn fans, if that don't make you travel to Tampa, I don't know what will. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love that. The needle in the haystack. Although he's built more like the haystack than the needle. But you <laughs> right. get the point. All right, let's hear from Derek. We're going to bring him in now. All right, everybody. Well, the time has come. We promised that we would be joined by Derek Brown, and we delivered. He is with us now. Jason and I are so excited to get to talk to this guy. Derek, how are you? I'm good. I'm just finishing up practice, but I mean, just getting ready for the bowl. I like that. I like that. Still sticking with your responsibilities. Well, we talk about you a lot here on Tiger Talk. Obviously, you have put together one heck of a career and one heck of a season. I just want to go back in time a little bit to, you know, the time period when you were making the decision to come back to Auburn for one final go-round. Now, when you look back on the season and all the experiences that you had with your teammates, uh, how grateful are you to have had this this final lap? I mean, very grateful. I mean, just... You know, it was. You know, I came back, and you know, I think I made money on the, on the NFL aspect of it. But I mean, also, you know, something you know, I can't put a value on is being able to be in my son's life for his first year and just being able to be with him every day. There, I say this to you, man. Uh, first of all, I just want to say congratulations on an awesome career. Um, I live over here in the Atlanta area, so I know all about you. Went to Lanier High School. They still talk about you here now. Some of the kids that I coach say, hey, Coach, you know Derrick Brown? I say, yes, I know Derrick Brown. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you got a big fan base over here, man. When you look at all the achievements that you've been receiving here lately and you think about it, it hadn't really set in probably just yet, but one day you're going to sit down and realize, like, you know, all the blessings God has poured on you and, and, and everything. How do you feel about all the awards and things that you received at this at this uh, stage of your career? I mean, you know, I, I say you know, I, I give full credit to my teammates. I mean, none of the stuff that I do or none of the plays that I make, I mean, it, was, it wouldn't even be possible without them being on the street with me. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, I benefit from everybody else doing their job. And, you know, that's this is something I've always believed in, giving credit where credit is due. Well, you've certainly made your mark everywhere that you have gone thus far during your football career. We talked about it earlier in the episode. Uh, you announced your decision to play 
in the Outback Bowl. Obviously, a lot of people were curious what your decision would be. There would be respect either way. But what kind of played into that decision for you to take the field one more time? I mean, I don't think it was really even a question. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I had a choice of what I was going to do. I mean, I, I mean, my teammates selected me to be a captain. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really see it as any other way other than to finish out the season. And, um, you know, it was something that, you know, I, I chose to do myself because, you know, it's just something that, you know, my teammates put me on a pedestal and gave me the opportunity to be a captain. And then, you know, what, uh, I'm going to do I'm gonna do all that I can for this team. Yeah, I, I first want to say, man, I commend you on that. Uh, you know, being some of the guys that, uh, you know, you see now, a lot of guys are opting out not to play in the bowl games, which, you know, it's understandable. But I think this, what you doing this and Marlon Davidson doing this, I think is a testament to y'all guys' character and a testament to who you are and what your heart stands for. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Derek, when you, uh, when you look back at this season, like I mentioned, this was what you came back for. It was your final go-round. Obviously, there were some, some highs and some lows with this season, but some of the best teams are built through adversity. When you look back over the course of this season, how would you describe this team, and, and what did it mean to you to be a part of this group for your last go-round? Oh, man, just this team itself, man, it was – you know, it was a year of up and downs. Um, had a lot of opportunities to make plays and win big games. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't turn out the way you want it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, you knew every day you could come in. And it was nobody's head down, you know, after we lost the game. Everybody got on the plane. It was nobody's head down. Yeah, people were mad and frustrated. But, I mean, you just saw in everybody's eyes what everybody was willing to do in order to change that feeling. And, I mean, when you get ready to be in a room for a guy like that, then, you know, you, you, you're in good hands every single week. And the last thing for me, man, is uh, Coach Steele. I got to talk about Coach Steele, man. I can't let you off the stage without talking about him. What has Coach Steele meant to you, man, and meant to this program, man? Because I didn't even play for him, man. He makes me feel like I was one of his. And when I come back and I'm hugging him, I'm talking to him, like, he's just that type of guy with so much energy. Like, what does he bring to you guys to get y'all ready each and every week? Man, Coach Steele, I'd say Coach Steele one of the best coaches in college football, man. I mean, yeah. it's unreal. It's unreal. Like, I mean, just sitting there every single week and, him going through the game plan and like on Saturday, like I don't think nobody realizes like he has a game sheet on him, but like he doesn't look at it. He knows like <laughs> he knows like the calls, like exactly what's going to happen. So, I mean, you know, just being able to trust the person that's calling the plays and put you in those in situations, and you know, he's putting you on the good one. That's one that's going to benefit not only you but the defense and helps out coming the game. Man, I mean, and he treats us like grown men. He doesn't. So he done baby us. I mean, but he also doesn't so doesn't go off on us. I mean I mean he goes off, but I mean like you know what I'm saying. Like he doesn't do too much with us. Yeah. He uh he treats you like a grown man and I mean just being able to and then especially his scheme, being able to play both four down, three down and all that, I mean that's gonna help benefit me and everybody else at the next level. So I mean it's just kinda one of those things where, you know, like Coach Steele is just I don't know, remarkable. That's the only word I can say. Oh, we agree with awesome. you. I think he is so special. And, and the mark he's made on that program is evident. And he's one of the many guys that have you know, helped mold you and prepare you for the next phase of your life that you're about to head into. Obviously, you have the bowl game ahead of you. And I know you're focused on finishing this thing out with your teammates. But next up is the NFL and, and the next chapter in your life. So I just want to know to wrap this up. What are some lessons that you have learned throughout your time at Auburn that you're going to be taking with you into the next phase? Um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned since I've been here is, 
you know, you come in as a freshman, everybody want to go three and out, go to the NFL. And, you know, it's just something that like, everybody wants to do. But, I mean, I think patience is the biggest thing because, I mean, I feel like I wish these four years was away so so long ago and now that it's really coming to an end, it's kind of like a culture shock for me. And, you know, I just sit around at nighttime just thinking about everything that's happened thus far. And it's like, man, like, you know, these are times I'll never get back in my life and the people that I've met and the relationships that I've made here. And it's just something, you know, something special that you hold in your heart. Man, I just want to commend you, bro. Uh, patience is the key. I'm telling you that now. And enjoy every moment because you get to the NFL, they go by just as fast as college does. Before you look up, you'll be a 37-year-old man like myself. <laughs> man, enjoy Enjoy the process. No matter if it's highs, if it's lows, just enjoy the process, man. You set a standard for these kids that's coming behind you at Auburn University. And people speak of you. They just don't speak of your accolades on the football field. They speak of your character and who you are as a person. And that would go further than anything you do on the football field will take you. So uh, continue to be a stand-up guy, man. I look forward to seeing you in Tampa. Enjoy the wellness kitchen because we had Sewer Hall. We didn't get a chance to eat. As fortunate as you guys get a chance to eat now. So I'm pretty sure Randy and I told you that before. But uh, I'm going to let your boy Deshaun Davis know I got in touch with you and everything. So, okay. Hey, man, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you taking out taking out some few minutes out of your life and everything and, and letting Taylor and myself be able to, to interview on the podcast. Appreciate y'all. Thank you very much, Derek. Congrats on everything and good luck in the bowl. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, where you go? All right, where you go? All right, everybody. Well, that does it here for us on Tiger Talk. Thank you so much for listening to us every single week. Just a reminder, we are not going to have an episode next week for Christmas. So everyone go enjoy the holiday and we will be back the next week. So be sure and join us then. Jason, Merry Christmas. Everyone out there, Merry Christmas. Enjoy it. And of course, War Eagle. Merry Christmas, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Merry Christmas. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year? Why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. 
Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.